Hi, it's Greg and Lucky. And this is our podcast. If you don't catch us from 5 to 9, this is what you missed. The latest random product that's having a COVID popularity boost is Crocs. Sales of Crocs went up 12% last year, which is more than double the growth they uh, predicted before the pandemic. And they're expected to go up to about 20% in 2021. A spokesman for Crocs says, we definitely uh, benefited from consumers' casualization, which is corporate speak for no one wears nice shoes anymore. (laughs) So they're going with our easy, comfortable alternative. Right. A woman in Quebec tried to get around a new COVID curfew there by walking another person on a leash because you're allowed out with a curfew to walk a dog. Okay. The police gave her a ticket. A Russian lost her home when she lit a candle. Her cat knocked it over and she couldn't smell the smoke because of COVID. Oh. Fortunately, she was able to escape. Wow. Yeah. And as if this period hasn't been hard enough for kids in Virginia, they're considering going to year-round school because kids have fallen behind during the distance learning. That's always been a thing for a long time. talked about that. I remember when I was in school, they were talking about that. Yeah, I think it was brought up probably when I was in school. Learning to take the summer away. Yeah. Well, there's always been this idea of giving kids more time off sporadically throughout the year. Right. Instead of that big thing of eight weeks or whatever it is over uh, July and August. And then many teachers have kind of said they would be fine with it after they got adjusted to it because they find that when kids get back to school in September, October, they... They struggle to uh, to get back into the learning curve. And the first couple of weeks are a write off. Yeah. yeah, I guess though, if we've learned anything from this pandemic, it's that you know a shutdown here and there is really tough on parents who work. Sure. Uh, and uh, you know, while so is a full summer off, but you've got to you know at least you can line up. You plan for it. You know, events, daycares, uh, camps. Yeah. And, and plan for it ahead of time. And because they're outside more in the summertime, it yeah. might be a little bit easier to handle it then. Flu rates have plummeted this fall season. And so, like all this wearing of masks and washing hands and avoiding other people actually works. The problem is, of course, that COVID is much more contagious than your average flu. And since it can spread before people show symptoms, it's easier to pass along. See, that come up a lot in people's complaint of all of this. Like, oh, you know, flu's gone, you know, nowhere. You know, there's no flu at all. How is that ha- possible? Yeah. Part of it is, one, just less interaction of yeah. people. Ask, ask anybody that works in a grocery store. I've had this conversation with people at my local grocery store. They said since those screens are up and they're all wearing masks, nobody's calling in sick. Right. Nobody's getting... <laughs> Forget it. People are ridiculous. <laughs> Out of your minds. Um, two gorillas at the San Diego Zoo mm-hmm. have tested positive for COVID. These are the first known cases for any great apes. Yeah, they think they got it from an asymptomatic worker. Hmm. Staff member. Poor gorillas. Just standing there, minding their own business. <laughs> flinging poo. But apparently they were coughing. That's how they, uh, oh, yeah? they figured it out. Yeah, They thought they were smoking too much. Yeah. <laughs> You got to put down the butts, man. <laughs> you really got to slow down on his consumption. That's right. Uh, and there's a little lesson to be learned in this story. About 20 couples in Mar del Plata, Argentina, got together at a farm over the weekend for an underground swingers party. <laughs> but they didn't have permission, of course, to hold a party with that many people during the pandemic. So the cops arrived. And when the cops got there, the people at the party thought the cops were strippers. <laughs> <laughs> One of the cops says a woman pulled him aside and whispered, look at your eyes, you're getting me hot. 
All the people at the party got citations for violating COVID protocols, and the owner of the farm was also uh, going to get a fine. So how did the cops find out about the party? Well, the three people who were organizing it got into a fight during the planning, and two of them decided to leave the other one out. So that person ratted them out to the cops. Wow. When you're organizing a swinger party, you know all people involved are getting excited and have that date marked on their calendar. If you cut one of them out, they're not going to be happy. No. That party is going down, and not in a good way. (laughs) Did you take the pledge to avoid drinking in January? This has become a thing, and, and every year it becomes more and more popular, dry January. When you uh, try to basically uh, give your liver a rest after going off the rails in December. But a quarter of people who drink alcohol say they commit to not having any in January. Mm. So I've uh, significantly, significantly cut back. Oh, yeah? I've yeah. upped my intake. <laughs> well, this would have been at the time you would have been doing your road to 100, right? Yeah, it's uh, it would have been kicking off. And I guess they're still going to do a, like a virtual kind of mm. version of it, uh, but not till like the next month or so. Um, but, you know, hard enough to get me into a gym, let alone working out at home. When are you and your lunatic friends going to start riding bikes around uh, a golf course? It's supposed to happen January 30th. Yeah, we haven't really <laughs> talked about that. You're out of your mind. Well, right. as we get closer, we'll, uh, yeah. we'll discuss. At some point, I might need to drive, jump on some sort of a, a stationary bike to try this out <laughs> before I actually get on the real thing. I was talking to a buddy of mine yesterday on the phone, and he was going on about how he works out every morning. He gets home. He does a morning show as well, and he's in radio, and he gets home, and he uh, he does a workout. His daughter is in high school, and so she does her online uh, learning. By the time her class is done, he gets home, and they do this workout together, and his wife is, like, coaching them through it. And I said, all three of you really need to speak to somebody. <laughs> it's, first of all, you're together all the time, and now you're working out together? Right. What is your problem? Uh-huh. Get a girlfriend. Get out of the house. <laughs> <laughs> It's probably, I talk this way probably because I just feel guilty that I never work out. So I just bring everybody down who does. (laughs) I know how I operate. (laughs) And I'm the negative one. Uh A quarter of people who drink alcohol, they they are committed to uh, not having any during uh, January. Three quarters, when asked, say, yes, they're still alcohol free. A quarter have had some drinks. So they've, you know, pulled it way back as, as you have done. And under 10% have totally given up on a January sobriety. Right. I switched to weekends. I'm like, all right, let's, yeah. let's, let's pull it back now. Because we had that keg in the house over mm. the holidays. And right? that got drained. And, uh, yeah, I got to take that back to Brock Street now. That was, <laughs> that was fantastic. That thing will sit in your garage for the next six years. Well, I know. I know. <laughs> no, I got to clean it. I got to clean it out. Yeah. Because I, I, got, I owe uh, Kevin from Draft Systems. He gave me that, the whole uh, system to get it cold. Yep. Yep. And uh, I, gotta, I owe that back to him at some point. Yeah, it's, uh, it's not something that I've ever really uh, pondered because I just have a system and it works great for right. me. It's interesting because having a keg in the house is, is both great mm. and so wrong at times too. <laughs> because you realize like, oh, I just got to get it. I just got to step into the garage sure. yeah. and f- it's flowing. Well, anytime you've got too much of anything, right. right? It's like buying the boxed wine. Yeah. Of course, I drink more of it now because it's four liters. I think <laughs> I'll, I'll never get through this. Until you get through it, you're yeah. like, holy crap. I just bought this yesterday. <laughs> popular food, uh, popular fast food has uh, taken a hit during this pandemic and, and sales are down across the board, which I'm surprised because you would think with fast food and the comfort of it, 
during all of this, it would be something that we uh, certainly would uh, be delving into more. But uh, across the board, fast food has struggled. But there is one that is uh, by far the most popular fast food during this pandemic. You think you know what it is? Uh, I mean, it's tough to get away from like the big ones, the the uh, the, the big the Big Macs, mm. uh, Wendy's, Burger King kind of thing. I got to tell you, the lines at Arby's have been pretty crazy. Interesting, and I never really noticed that. There's one near the radio station here, and for the most part, I mean, you'd see a couple of cars at yeah. the drive through here and there, but sometimes it's wrapped around the building. We've given away gift cards for it, and, and they've got like a, a two for ten bucks or something deal on their mm. big sandwiches. Mm-hmm. I think that might be drawn in, but yeah, I... I I've been kind of surprised. I've always been I've been a fan. I like the curly fries and I like the horsey sauce. They did get rid of the Great Canadian, which I was my favorite mm. sandwich there. And it was kind of like it had everything on it. You know I like my condiments. And right, it had yes. a, tomatoes and pickles and all sorts of goodies. That's probably why they got rid of it. Maybe. I was the only one eating it. Mm, so mostly it's just like the, the cheddar and roast beef cheddar right. sandwich that seems to be the big hit there. But no, as far as fast food goes, fried chicken. Oh, KFC right now doing uh, bang up business in mm. the fast food department. Probably because, again, it's it's always seen, I think, although you can get individual meals, but it's always seen as a family thing. That's right. You get a bucket and fries and gravy in the sides. And, you know, I remember as a kid, we'd go up to Wasega Beach in the summertime, uh, go up quite a bit uh, on like a Sunday or whatever and hang out at Georgian Bay and Wasega Beach or Woodland Beach. And then on the way home, it was like uh, just a routine. We'd we'd hit the uh, hit the local KFC for dinner, and it'd be a bucket and fries, and devour that. And it seems to still be a thing for families. It's amazing, how, like the mindset that I have when I go through a KFC if I'm getting it for the family, and you're getting a big bucket, but it's coming to like forty, fifty bucks, mm. right? And and it's it's just the mindset of dropping fifty bucks at a drive-through. Mm-hmm. Uh, that seems it, like a lot. And it's probably not even that much, to be honest. But it, but it, it seems like it's a, a, a lot. The chalet can be that way as well. Yes, uh, true. Um, whereas, you know, if we go through, the kids are at the age now where they're not having the, the kids' meals no. when you go to the other fast food joints. And so it, once you order everything and get it all sudden done, you're still back up to 40 bucks. Yeah, and it works at like $10 a person, yeah, right? Yeah, once, once you order four combos, you're now at 40 yeah. bucks, which is still fine. But the idea of spending $40 right. at a drive through right. just makes you think, boy, what did I just, I got ripped off yeah. for some reason. I know. And yet you go and sit down at a restaurant with the family and maybe you go for wings and whatever and they yeah, have some. It's 150 you, bucks. Yeah, because you and Adrian have a couple of pints and <laughs> yeah, no, I know. And you don't blink. No, I don't blink to spend, you know, 80 bucks for wings yeah. uh, somewhere. But when I go and think, boy, I just spent, you know, 40 yeah. bucks on a bucket of chicken. No, it's true. What am I, what am I doing? <laughs> I'm reassess things in my life. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, I always find that the math, when I'm ordering like pizza or something, and I'll go on their website, and some of them will offer up this, so every time you put another uh, topping on, they'll show the, the price right. increase, yeah. right? And the math never really works out to me. Like, I'll, I'll go, okay, that pizza, that's a large with five toppings. That should be, like, $22. That always ends up being, like, 35 Yeah, that's Like, right. how did that happen? <laughs> and maybe I'm accidentally hitting double on everything. Yeah, that I, could be. I'm not sure. Or it's the veal sandwich and the salads and the, the sides I ordered as well. But, yeah, uh, certainly uh, KFC has been a, a staple for many of us. And it's one of those things, too, where... When you drive by it and you smell it, 
you, you know, so often you just think, okay, I got I to gotta have some KFC. And I haven't had it in a very long time. And it, actually, just recently I said to Maria, I said, I'm kind of I'm craving some KFC, but I know what will happen. I'll, I'll just devour into it. I'll just, I'll just jump into that bucket. And then I'll spend the rest of the night moaning and complaining and whining that my stump, my tummy hurts. So. <laughs> we gave my dad for Christmas one of the uh, the KFC fire logs. You seen this? Yes. Uh, and uh, haven't well, had a chance to get together, obviously, to, to burn it yet. Sure. Uh, in the fireplace, but uh, I'm, I'm dying. Smell <laughs> all of this. Like, is it going to smell like the outside of a KFC, which mm. usually smells so good? Yeah, maybe you didn't think that through. For your dad, who's had some health issues, right, yes. now all you're going to do is get him to crave KFC. <laughs> I'm sure his doctors, much like my doctor, would suggest to stay away from the bucket. I'm just trying to, I'm trying to trick the brain as we give him like a boiled chicken breast. <laughs> Here, smell this. Now, has he had to change his diet significantly? Uh, a lot of sodium issues yeah, now. Yeah, so yeah. you got to change things up. That's got to be tough, too, for a man who's enjoyed his food. Right. You know. I, I, it's funny. I found myself the other day. My mom, had uh, she had made them a meal, and there was so much left over. She's like, oh, I'll send it over for the boys and you guys. I'm like, okay, cool. We, we had it. And it reminded me. Because my dad's brother at one point had had a heart attack. Mm. And uh, we used to do a family dinner every Friday night. I'll get together. My grandmother would cook for everyone. Yeah. And uh, and after my uncle had his heart attack, like, the, the, the meals changed in their sodium levels. Sure. Right? Because, she, you know, she's looking out for her son. But of I course. remember my dad saying specifically, listen, Mom, only he has issues. <laughs> Not us. Not all of Why us. do we have to Why suffer? Why are we all suffering yeah, for this? You know. And then my mom brought over this food the other day, and I thought, my God, i got to find the salt. Where, <laughs> where is it? <laughs> Just like my father. Oh, for sure. <laughs> I, uh, same thing with my brother-in-law. He had heart surgery. He didn't have a heart attack, but he uh, was pretty damn close. And for the longest time after, and even to this day, you know, his wife is very uh, aware of, of, you know, keeping him healthy. But I will argue all the time with him because he had, like, bypass and everything done. I'm like, he's healthier than the yeah, rest of us are. You're, you're cleaner he's now. He's fine. <laughs> but they treat him so, like, he's fragile, you know? Yes. It's, it's like my father-in-law died of a heart attack in his 40s. And back then, this was in the 80s. And back then, they used to say... Just rest, rest, rest. Right. But really, it's the opposite. You got to get up and get moving as quickly as you can because the heart is a muscle and it needs to do its thing, you know. But yeah, you 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 are right. Uh, when somebody has had an illness and then we've all got to kind of live through it, we, we get PO'd. <laughs> oh, now we can't have steak anymore because you're too weak. Henry Winkler was asked about friendships in Hollywood. And he said, you know, I've been in this business about 50 years and really, I can count my friends on my hand in this business. He says they're all pretty shallow and only really based on need. He says he has some real friends in the business, uh, but uh, they're only like people like Adam Sandler, uh, Jason Bateman, uh, Happy Days co-star Ron Howard and Marion Ross. And he hopes that him and Bill Hader from their time on Barry will remain good friends. And as much as I can see it all being fairly shallow and all of that in Hollywood, I, I think that's true when it comes to work. And your work friends, it's interesting the dynamic of that because we do spend so many hours in a week with our coworkers. And if you work somewhere for a very long time, you go through a lot of life's ups and downs with those people from, you know, family members passing away and babies being born. And you get to know that person pretty well. 
but then what often happens when you move on to another gig is it's just over. Because mm. really, at the end of the day, all you had in common was that job. Right. Yeah, I, and I think, you know, social media has really stretched the de- definition of friend mm. as well. There's a real difference between a friend and an acquaintance. I think we have a lot of acquaintances, people mm-hmm. uh, we may know or have someone in common with, uh, but but not necessarily would be considering friends in the like in the sense that we'd hang out with them or or continue conversations with mm-hmm. them. You know, we probably have a handful of of friends that we you know invite over or or get together with, talk with on a regular basis, or mm-hmm. have had a long standing relationship with. Yeah, there's those uh, friends that you uh, that you've known your entire life that maybe you're not speaking to each other day in and day out. Maybe you, months go by mm-hmm. where you don't speak, but then you pick up the phone. And uh, and you're right back to you know there's that common ground and that yeah. that uh, all of that history together. Uh, this is an interesting story out of Hollywood. Wilmer Valderrama from of course that '70s show, and he's gone on to do other things. But uh, he was telling Kelly Clarkson on her show that he uh, bought the Vista Cruiser. If you remember at the beginning of that '70s show, it opens the credits open with uh, all of them in the front of this station wagon right i believe it's reds it's reds right it's foreman's you know? day yeah <laughs> he was so good you're a dumbass <laughs> um so it was it was a big part of the show and he bought it for 500 bucks off the props department i guess it was just sitting there in storage and hadn't done anything for years and he said you know it's it really is the best thing i've ever acquired my whole career he says when i look at that car it reminds me of when i was 17 or 18 years old did it actually run uh i, I don't know he, maybe he's restoring it you think it is a prop? Like it wouldn't really matter. They throw a camera on the hood and pull it along on a trailer, oh, sure. right? Yeah, yeah. But you'd see it, I think, in some scenes, pulling into the driveway right. occasionally. Yeah. So I guess it it must have uh, worked on some level. Um, but yeah, he says he got it because when he was seventeen or eighteen, and he booked that show. Uh, he says it just started my career, and I remember it so fondly. The most I remember about Wilmer Valderrama and that time is I don't know how he ever made it to set with all the sex he was having with every actress in Hollywood. <laughs> he was a swordsman, oh, apparently. Oh, man. Yeah. yeah he, uh, he certainly, he was a king of the, uh, the hill there for a while. Any woman that was uh, kind of the, uh, you know, on the A-list during that time, he yeah. dated. Yeah, yeah. Fez Everybody. was opening up more mouths than Pez at that point. <laughs> Everybody will be crazy. <laughs> Very good. And you think, how did he get laid with that character? Well, yeah. You know? Because he played such a weird... Yeah, such an odd dude. I just read, too, that uh, Chris Rock had a stand-up on Netflix uh, about a year or two ago where he talked very openly about his divorce and the affairs he had, and it was really good. I guess he's uh, recut it and added a bunch of um, uh, minutes to the oh, stand-up. Okay. So it was like an hour, maybe he's made it 90 minutes. And it's going to come back on uh, on Netflix. So that's something to look forward to if you're a Chris Rock fan. And finally this. Uh, Ken Jennings uh, did his first Jeopardy last night. That's right, yeah. And he paid a really nice tribute to Alex Trebek. You know, sharing the stage with Alex Trebek was one of the greatest honors of my life. Not many things in life are perfect, but Alex did this job pretty much perfectly for more than 36 years, and it was even better up close. We were dazzled by his intelligence, his charm, his grace, really. There's no other word for it. Like all Jeopardy fans, I miss Alex very much, and I thank him for everything he did for all of us. Let's be totally clear. No one will ever replace the great Alex Trebek. Here's a story of a guy who, I guess, 
doesn't have a ton of respect for his neighbors, but he certainly does respect the work of Jimmy Page, a 60-year-old woman in Ohio called the cops at about 1.30 in the morning on Saturday when her neighbor wouldn't stop blasting music. The neighbor is a 40-year-old named Nathan Rock. <laughs> his, his last name makes sense, I guess. When the cops went to talk to him, he told them he couldn't turn down the volume because, quote, you can't play Zeppelin quietly. Wow. <laughs> Rock was actually playing the music on his guitar and singing along. And even though he's uh, right now an employee at uh, Wendy's, he told the cops he was trying to practice as he intended on booking studio time in the near future to record an album. Okay. Cops warned him that if they get another complaint, he'd be charged with disorderly conduct. Mm. But I got to agree, you can't turn down the Zep, man. He should uh, record his whole album through the drive through speaker. Mm. Of his Wendy's that he's at. <laughs> Maybe he'll get some record rep coming through. <laughs> That's right. I'll take a Baconator and sign you. <laughs> now that reminds me of one of the all-time great radio requests I heard years ago. Now remember, and I think this again was in the 80s, there was a, a tornado that blew through Barrie. And, yeah. You know, and, it, it, and it was like in the middle of summer and it was like on a Friday, I think, heading into a long weekend, if I remember correctly, because there was a ton of people on the 400 going camping. Great story of a guy who called into a, a radio station to re, to request a song, but he he gets on the phone with the announcer and he's like, "I live in Barry, man. You're not going to believe it. There was a farm right next door to me. It's gone, man. There was a garage just up the street. It's flattened. People are panicking and running. It's crazy. The whole city is destroyed. Can you play rock and roll by Zeppelin? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that'll solve the problem." <laughs> Rock Mornings with Craig Venn and Lucky. 94.9 The Rock.